Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, November 3rd. The voters have clearly spoken. It was a great election night for Republicans, the first big election night of the Biden era. That great pendulum of the American political system swung back convincingly in the direction of the Republicans last night, this first big election night during Joe Biden's presidency, and Republicans had just extraordinarily good nights in places that Democrats thought that were just theirs to keep in perpetuity. A state like Virginia, where Joe Biden won by 10 points just a year ago, Glenn Youngkin, Republican newcomer to politics, emerges as the governor-elect, defeating former governor, Democrat Terry McAuliffe. That ended up being like a two-point race when all the votes are counted. We said it was going to be close, and it was. But Yunkin did the task that was ahead of him, which was drive up Republican turnout in the rural areas, really fire it up. And he did, as well as try to dig in to some of the huge margins Democrats had built up over the years in Northern Virginia. It's still Democratic territory, but Yunkin was able to convince independents, suburbanites who had been with Joe Biden just a year ago to acknowledge and vote upon their dislike of Donald Trump, he won them back to the Republican fold. And in New Jersey, a state that we shouldn't even be talking about today, Biden won it by 16 points a year ago. And as I'm recording this podcast on Wednesday afternoon, we still don't have a projection in the race. It's razor thin. Now, the outstanding vote seems to be largely concentrated in heavily Democratic counties. And so it is likely that Murphy's lead, the incumbent Democrat, Phil Murphy, is going to increase as more and more vote gets reported. Not all the Republican vote is in, though. And so Cittarelli, the Republican candidate, also can increase some of his vote margin. But the bulk of the outstanding vote seems to be on Democratic turf. But this is a state that Joe Biden won by 16 points a year ago. So there is a national environment in politics. And right now it is against the Democrats. And so when you are thinking about how to interpret the results last night, you know, Joe Biden's low approval rating is having an impact down ballot. No doubt about that. And also candidates are learning you got to run on the issues of where the voters are and what's top of mind. Terry McAuliffe ran a campaign largely about Donald Trump and trying to make Yunkin into Trump. Meanwhile, if you look at the exit polls last night, the economy and jobs, issue number one, education, which is normally a Democratic advantage issue, Yunkin completely took that issue away from the Democrats in this campaign. And that was the second most important issue. So the issue landscape is changing, and Democrats, if they're going to hope to save their majorities in Congress next year, are going to need to change with it. That's one big takeaway. There's also the immediate fallout. The immediate fallout is what is going to happen on Capitol Hill with Joe Biden's agenda? Well, we heard from several Democratic legislators this morning. I think Terry McAuliffe has been saying for weeks that his fate was tied uh, to the uh, progress of uh, negotiations here on Capitol Hill. And there ought to be a clear message to my party and all those who support it to get the job done. Congress has to deliver. Windows closing. We have no more time. As one who 
will be running for re-election in 2022. I need results that I can show the American people that Congress can deliver. The bottom line is I think this is a wake-up call for all of us that people want results. The only thing that matters is passing strong legislation to help the American people. Until we actually get across the finish line, um, we haven't helped anyone. And so we all sink or swim together. The other thing I think we learned last night is the Trump non-factor here. Glenn Youngkin figured out a way, as a Republican running in a blue state, to navigate the Trump conundrum, which is he accepted the endorsement of the former president and he used some of those cultural flashpoint issues like critical race theory that fires up the Fox News crowd in the Trump base to get them all excited, but also was talking about parents' rights and talking about world-class education as a way to win over some of those independents back. He kept Trump out of the state, didn't campaign with him. So he was able to walk that fine line. That may be a playbook going forward for Republicans. In his victory speech, Yunkin clearly was suggesting that he's found a new path forward for Virginia. Together, together, we will change the trajectory of this commonwealth. And friends, we are going to start that transformation on day one. There is no time to waste. Our kids can't wait. We work in real people time, not government time. And one final note here. Not only did we learn that it's a good political environment for Republicans right now, We have also learned something about the Democratic Party here because we saw in Minneapolis that ballot measure that was about replacing the police department there, that went down in defeat. And we saw the progressive moderate divide over that inside the Democratic Party. Voters in Minneapolis sided with the more centrist Democrats on that. Eric Adams, the mayor-elect in the nation's largest city, ran largely on a law and order campaign. He emerged from that primary and then last night's general election now as mayor-elect running as a more centrist Democrat. In Buffalo, we saw a self-described socialist likely go down in defeat to a write-in candidate who's the incumbent mayor who lost in the Democratic primary. Again, I think you are seeing a Democratic Party that is trying to figure out, as it's become more college-educated and more urban, to not lose sight of big swaths of America if they hope to be a majority party going forward. You can go to CNN.com slash politics and comb through all the results. There are tons of takeaways there. We will be going through these election results for weeks to come to try and understand what this means for 2022 and 2024. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.